0: Satisfied in God God promises He will fill us, but of course we must be in His presence to experience the feast. Are we sidling up to God's bountiful table, or are we settling for crumbs and table scraps in a life that can never satisfy? David the psalmist put it like this in Psalm 103.5, He fills my life with good things. And in 107.9, he says, For He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. I want so much to be filled to the brim with the good things of God. I want my being to operate on premium fuel. At the onset of the pandemic, I began craving foods my mother made for me as a child. Things like macaroni and cheese, or tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich on little kid bread, or really anything with cheese, right? I also could taste her sugary Christmas cookies in my mind. These kinds of comfort foods can only go so far in, well, comforting. It takes more than quenching hunger and thirst to fully satiate what every human heart really needs. That's why so many addictions can get a foothold. In Ephesians 5.18, Paul warns us, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the premium fuel that God intended for you to put into the potentially high-performance engine that is your life. When you purchase a luxury car, many of the manufacturers insist you use premium fuel or the car's warranty will be voided. Inferior fuel can be disastrous for any car. Anyone who's ever ridden in a vehicle powered by ethanol can attest to that. God doesn't issue warranties per se, but when you ask him to come into your heart and confess your sins, he promises to write your name in the book of life, as Jesus reminds us in Luke 10:20. So the question is this: Do you want the Lamborghini of an engine God designed for your life to run on optimum efficiency and roar like a lion? Or do you want it to putter like a pinto? When you choose that premium fuel, you will have access to the high-performance pastures of peace that God has meant for you to flourish in. So let's not wait until we are running out of fumes to tap into it. Let's keep our Lambos topped off. In Romans five five, we read, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know clearly that God loves us because He's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Now, if that doesn't fully satisfy us, I can't imagine what else could. I'd like to read an entry now from my first book, The Side Door Consistency with Quiet Time. Much is made of the so called mountaintop experiences with God. You may have experienced a quiet time when God spoke and ministered to you in an exhilarating way, leaving you as elevated as a helium balloon and so full of joy you felt as if you might burst. But if you are faithful in your quiet time, meeting with the Lord daily, as you might be doing now, you know that your daily encounters with God are not going to necessarily leave you feeling full of helium every time. I've spent most of my life entrapped in a feelings-driven existence until I was able to break free from those bonds and cling instead to truth and promises rather than emotions. The truth of God and all He is and all He's promised has indeed set me free, and that's from John eight 32. I'm no longer a slave to emotion. Quiet time with God needs to be consistent. When it is, it will be characterized by mountaintop mornings intermingled with less emotive but nevertheless productive times spent with Him. Systematically internalizing God's Word fills up your reservoir for use on a dry day, sure to come your way in the future. The lack of an emotional high in quiet time is not indicative of its effectiveness. I remember one year I was feeling particularly deflated alone and unchecked with my negative thoughts, I experienced a season of paranoia. My people-pleasing existence kept me from fully enjoying the depth of God's love and recognizing that His love is critical to achieving spiritual fulfillment. One day as I was reading my Bible, I began to meditate on the beautiful truths in Ephesians three seventeen to 18 and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Though I have seen it many times before, this time the words seemed to leap off the page in front of me. I resolved then and there to meditate on those verses frequently, quietly, and consistently. I taped a printout of them to my medicine cabinet, wrote it in my study book, and marked it on my iPad. I made it my prayer for a year that, with God's help, I would internalize His perfect love. I'm here to tell you that this prayer was answered. Whenever a seemingly insurmountable emotion of unworthiness comes over me, I remind myself that I'm a daughter of the King. His love for me is all I need to face life's daily challenges. When I look back on two decades of studying God's Word, I can't honestly say that I have instant recall and optimum application of every verse. What I can say is that my overall faithfulness to persevere and study and meditate on these truths has built up a wellspring of God's wisdom that I would not have been able to cultivate any other way. If I had simply amassed a handful of mountaintop experiences without the benefit of daily bread, spiritual maltrition would have set in. And the keys to kingdom living are, persevere to read and apply God's truth with consistency. And the doorpost is, they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. And that's from 1 Samuel 1, 19. Thank you for tuning in today to his GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her planned door devotion trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.